Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. If you want to sign up, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls to get access to our bonus content, including the Booby Serials, which we're doing Bridgerton Season 2 currently. Um, but this week on the podcast, we are covering a classic, or at least I'm being told it's a classic, <laughs> even though I think it was only, you know, it's a bestseller. So it's Let's a bestseller. There we there go. We go. Um, the Book Thief. Yes. I've heard about this for a long time and never Same. actually knew what it was about. Same. <laughs> what are you calling this one? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I was trying to remember what what was the name that she called everybody, that Rosic was calling everybody. Oh, and they I want to say like Samich, but it's not. Something like Samich. Samich or something like it. Salmon. Yeah, something like that. It's the German word for like lazy person or yeah, something. I'll have I don't to look know. that up. <laughs> That one. <laughs> that one. Got it. Okay. Uh, so the book, like I said, uh, not too long ago. It was only published back in uh, 2005. Uh, it's written by Marcus Zusak, who is an Australian author. Um, it has a 4.4 out of 5 on Goodreads, which is fairly good. Um, and it's about 584 pages. I have a question. Hmm. We have a friend who's, who is an author. And yes. <laughs> she is, you know, she kind of gives us a backstory. Not backstory, but like a behind the scenes of like, things that authors go through and they talk about like sensitivity tests Mm -hmm. and having to write in this perspective that you know and and whatnot how does an australian man talk about nazi germany research you know what i mean you never have a first-hand experience obviously in those cases right Um, one author that i read fairly uh regularly is Mm -hmm. Kristen hannah she Mm -hmm. has quite a few books that are historical fictions that I know she wasn't in Nazi Germany or right. I know she wasn't in during the Dust Bowl, like things like that. She yeah. does a lot of extensive research. I know her specifically. Jody Piku does that yeah. too. It's just, you're never going to have like a firsthand yeah. experience. It's only going to be as good as your research is realistically. That's true. And a lot of times those authors will go under fire mm-hmm. if they get something wrong. Right. Right. So it just kind of, it's a catch 22. It's like, you want to write about it because it's a popular topic, mm-hmm. but it's like, if you do it wrong, yeah. Which I liked this and we'll get obviously into. I like that this perspective is different. It's, yeah. you know, it's from a very different um, narrator or, yeah. you know, well, character. Well, and a lot of times to. you get the perspective of people who are in internment camps right. or like yeah. the Jewish perspective of, of um, the Holocaust. The Holocaust yeah. And this is the other, the other yeah. side. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but the movie came out in 2013, so pretty recent. It's a PG-13 drama war movie. It's two hours and 11 minutes long. And it's directed by Brian Percival. Percival. Um, this is his first Hollywood directing debut. Oh. Um, and he did uh, direct about five episodes of Downton Abbey. Um, side note, I didn't know until this year that it wasn't downtown abbey i was I feel like i've corrected you before <laughs> i'm sure you have but it wasn't until because you know they did the yeah. movie like we were at yeah. the movie theater and i was like huh yeah it's definitely downtown i was like but you know you, you just hear it mm-hmm. like maybe it's now i hear it more with all these british things we're doing <laughs> but anyways that's funny <laughs> so the imdb synopsis reads while subjected to the horrors of world war ii germany young liesel finds solace by stealing books and sharing them with others in the basement of her home a jewish refugee is being protected by her adoptive parents um it's interesting because like in the book they very much make it a point to keep saying that they're 
her foster parents. Yeah. And I don't know if that means something differently potentially in Europe than it does here. Foster, I mean, for the most part, unless you're fostering to adopt, Mm -hmm. is very much, there's a, and there's a cutoff point, right? Um, But in the movie, she's very much adopted. Mm -hmm fully like brought into the family. So I thought yeah. that was interesting that they, the, the, the author's choice of words have kept like saying that they were mm-hmm. foster parents. Yeah. I don't know. So a couple of interesting facts. Um, this is one of six books that Zusak has written and obviously it's his most well known, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, it is a, like you said, an international bestseller. It's been translated into over 63 languages. Yes. Farsi is one of them. <laughs> um, and it has sold over 16 million copies Jeez. and counting at this point. Um, these are just a few of the awards that it has won. Um, 2006 Commonwealth Writers Prize for Best Book. 2006 School Library Journal Best Book of the Year. 2006 Daniel Elliott Peace Award. 2006 Publishers Weekly Best Children's Book of the Year. 2006 National Jewish Book Award for Children and Young Adult Literature, 2006 Bulletin Blue Ribbon Book, 2007 Michael L. Prince Honor Book. Um, The Prince Award is given to the best book for the teenagers based on only the quality of the writing. 2007 Book Sense Book of the Year for Children's Literature, 2007 Sydney Taylor Book Award for the Best in Jewish Children's and YA Literature, and lastly, 2007 Best Book for Young Adults American Library Association. So this one has, you know, lots of accolades, and rightfully so. I mean, like you said, we've heard about this book for so long and yeah it's on every list of books to mm-hmm. read and all this good stuff and the majority of the friends i have on goodreads rated this either a four or a five yeah um so what did you rate it i rated it a four mm-hmm. um i thought it was a little too long yeah um but i loved the writing style and like i said the perspective um which mm-hmm. we'll get into uh yeah i liked it very interesting well th- the movie has done pretty well um it has a 73 percent on rotten tomatoes um the budget was 19 million and the it box office um 76.5 million dollars worldwide okay. so i think it's one of those movies that kind of like reaches all around the world mm-hmm. um for so many reasons yep. so pretty good not too many fun facts about this movie because it's kind of a weird to- not weird talk but a darker topic mm-hmm. um it was filmed in germany and it was nominated for a one oscar for best achievement in music written for a motion picture original oh. score. Um, I'm kind of surprised it didn't get any more, any like visual type awards. Cause I thought it was a pretty, pretty movie, you yeah. know, or something, or at least I thought maybe someone would get a supporting actor role or I don't know. I don't know that the, I and mean, we'll get into the cast. I don't know that anyone like stood out necessarily for yeah. me. It's very much an ensemble mm-hmm. cast. I would say, um, I don't think the Oscars have an award for ensemble cast, though. So yeah. <laughs> it's either they should. <laughs> they should. I think it's is it SAG Awards or one or Golden Globes maybe that they do where they oh. have like the whole. That's kind of funny wins. that that they yeah. don't um, have that for the Oscars. Listen, then. it's like you either win or you don't. I guess. <laughs> I guess. There's no like group award. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into the cast. Um, so interesting enough, you know, kind of like you said, the authors from Australia. Um, only one of the let's see five characters I'm going to talk about are actually German. That doesn't surprise so, me at all. <laughs> but let's start with the narrator um, is, is Roger Allen. He was in the movie, um, the woman in black V for vendetta. And he's going to be in the upcoming Tetris movie, oh, yeah. which I thought is interesting. And I guess that film, it says it will reportedly delve into the legal battles, which took place during the cold war over ownership of the game. Ooh, that which sounds, sounds interesting. really fascinating. To I just me. assumed it was just going to be like another, like video a Tron game. Yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Evidently. No, there's like more, it's like social net, social network or yeah, something okay. like that. Um, but yeah, I really, uh, 
this is this is narrated in the book as well. Um, we come to find out that the narrator is actually Death, mm-hmm. which is a very eerie, very kind of cool way to tell a story. Totally. Um, especially at the end of the movie, it's very eerie. Yeah. So, um, but I loved it. That's probably one of my favorite things about this book. I liked it a lot too. I thought this guy's voice was very good for that specific um, role. I mean, the only other person would have been, you know, Morgan Freeman, but we yeah. won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I thought the perspective was so interesting and like the way that the book is written you get little thoughts and Mm -hmm. like you know um commentary from death as the story progresses and what another thing i loved after having watched the movie a lot of the book does a like flash forward flash black flash Mm -hmm. forward flash you know what i mean like he drops hints about things that will be happening yeah that you don't necessarily know if you haven't watched the movie that's true then like you're like oh okay like he mentions that and Mm -hmm. then comes back to it later which i really liked um but yes i absolutely loved the death being the main mm-hmm. narrator of this yes. story. Um, moving on to Liesel, who Liesel, 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 she is the main girl. She is the, quote unquote, the book thief um, in this story played by Sophie. Uh, new Leslie, maybe um, she's Canadian, you know, there you go. Leave it to the Canadians to play the Germans. <laughs> Um, I kind of thought, I mean, she's actually, she's grown up to be a very beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought she might've had been in more things, but the only thing that I kind of recognized was 48 meters down, oh, which is yeah. about a shark or something. I never saw that. Um, but think. yeah, she's like super gorgeous. She's very pretty. It's, uh, so on certain copies of the book, it's actually the, her face. Yeah. Cause that's what the cover mm-hmm. of the movie is too. And I don't know if they like tweaked her look a little bit. She almost looks, um, like porcelain she looks like a Mm -hmm. doll on the cover i didn't feel like i saw that necessarily in the movie but um i really liked her i thought she did a really really good job Mm -hmm. and like you i don't know she's one of those where she emotes in her Mm -hmm. face which i think is important for this role for sure um moving on to hans huberman (laughs) who is one is the foster dad or papa as you can call I couldn't handle the papa because it's so ingrained into Stranger Things now oh, yeah. um, that that's all I thought about yeah. when they said papa. But <laughs> anyways, uh, played by Jeffrey Rush. He's Australian. Um, he was in The King's Speech. And he was also Hector Barbosa in Pirates of the Caribbean. Sure <laughs> Dead Man Tell No Tales. He was in all of them. Was he? Yeah, he's got, yeah, oh, yeah. I just maybe Captain Barbosa's oh. in, I think he's on all of them. Yeah, he's like the oh, guy. Oh, he's like the actual Barbosa. He's, he's Barbosa. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I thought Hector was like, when, I guess I didn't realize his name was Hector. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, That's usually weird. you see Captain Barbosa. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he it's definitely him. And like, he's, in, at least as Barbosa, he's like the guy you love to hate. Mm-hmm. But in this role, it was so, it was such a different role than I'm yeah. used to seeing it's him It's such in, a softer role. Which I liked. I've never seen the King's Speech, so I don't know what he's like in that, but. So I, this I is, this him. is interesting about him is, I guess, you know, cause he is such a rough character in Pirates. And then this one, you're like, oh, he is, so he's yeah. kind of softer. He has a great relationship with Liesel yeah. and the younger kids. I guess he almost didn't take the role because he didn't want to work with children. Oh. He's like, children are way too difficult to work with. I don't want to deal with them. Well, he's not wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he was like super reluctant and then finally said he would do it. But it's just so funny because he is, I mean, granted, he's playing a character, but yeah. the character is so good with kids yeah. that I think it's just kind of funny that. I, I would not have believed anything else. I thought yeah. he was so, you know, and I mean, it depends on the kids, right? Yeah. I'm assuming these kids were probably not annoying on set. I, I guess know, maybe. Annoying. But if you think about pi- the Pirates movie, there's not any main kid characters yeah. really. So very interesting. Um, Moving on to Rosa um, Huberman, who is the um, 
foster mom uh, played by Emily Watson. Um, she was in that show Chernobyl that everyone was watching. I haven't watched it yet. Um, she was also in the Kingsman, the golden circle, which I love all those movies. Um, but funny though, the girl who played Liesel, I guess was so excited when she got this role because she heard, um, someone told her that Emily Watson is going to be in this movie. Well, she's young and she thought, it meant Emma Watson was going to be in there. So she went around and told all of her friends oh that she was going to be acting with Emma Watson. And then her mom had to like break it to her. Oh like, no. actually it's Emily Watson. Did she, did she really think Emma Watson was going to play her mom? I guess when you're that little, you probably think like, Oh, Hermione's like older. Like, Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, so I don't know. That's but, adorable. But yeah, I mean, Emily Watson, she was great in this. Like she was hard when she needed to be hard, soft when she needed yeah. to be soft. So I thought I th she was good. I thought she did. She did a good job of like bringing, that kind of vibe from the book yeah the the mom is very much the same book to, to movie um and to your point like mm -hmm. hard when she needs to be soft when she is um and i liked her <laughs> it's funny like because she was so hard most of the time when she got soft i like almost didn't believe it yeah like, mm, what's going on right <laughs> like, i know <laughs> i know so it was sweet though i liked their uh relation i did her too. And hans's relationship i did too sweet. Um, and so lastly, um, oh, I think Emily is, I think she's English or she's from London. Um, so lastly though, I want to talk about Rudy Steiner, um, <laughs> played by Nico Leersch, I believe only German in this five person cast that I'm talking about. He's the little blonde boy who, um, Liesel befriends when she moves to the town. Cutest little kid. So cute. So, I mean, it's what you think about when you, when you hear about the Holocaust, the blonde, blonde hair, blue Ooh. eyes, mm -hmm. um, beautiful little kid um i went to like like look to see what he's been in he's only been in other german tv shows okay. and he's like a teenager now and i'm like oh you were so much cuter as a little boy oh i'm sure so did he yeah. well? uh, i mean he was just so cute as a yeah. little kid that it was like i'm like okay now you're a good looking teenager see, that's but... how i felt about um tom felton who plays draco malfoy uh -huh. i felt like the older he got the less like cute he got yeah he keeps getting <laughs> Like he was cute. so adorable when he yeah. was like the first couple of movies. Yeah, he aged weird. Yeah, he aged very old. Yeah. And I know that sounds weird, but no, I get that. you can get what I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So on the flip side, you know, never long bottom, just fine wine. Fine wine. <laughs> anyway, I always forget his actual name. He will forever be Neville. He doesn't have one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it for characters. <laughs> All right, time for who said it. Your first quote is, you said nothing, not a goodbye, not a thank you, not a that's the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. Nothing? Oh, gosh. It's kind of a trick question. <laughs> Let's go with death. <laughs> no, it's Liesl. She was talking to herself oh, after she goes Liesl to talk, the yeah. library. Mm. I only put it in there because obviously seeing a library is the most beautiful sight. I thought about you the whole time during those scenes. Oh, so good. So good. I kind of, after like, Reading it, I was like, mm, I kind of wanted the library to be a little bit more, like, I don't know, magical in the movie. It was just okay. It was just okay. I needed, like, a whole... Like in The Giver? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except That was the, the only part about The Giver that you <laughs> <Yeah>. enjoyed. <laughs> uh, okay. Next quote is, when death captures me, he will feel my fist on his face. Hans Huberman. Mm, Max. Max. <laughs> Max, who we'll get into. Uh, next quote is, I am stupid and kind, which makes the biggest idiot in the world. Hans Huberman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, I'm compelled to continue on because although it's not true for every person on earth, it's true for the vast majority. The death waits for no man. And if he does, he doesn't usually wait very long. 
death. Yes. <laughs> I loved death's quotes mm -hmm. in the book. Like they were very like poignant and like mm -hmm. just like hit right when you needed well, yeah. them to hit. Yeah. Um, we're not going to do F. Mary Kill because it's a children's book. That's true. I'd marry Max though. I like I would Max. Marry Max too. He looks so good at the end. I know. Oh, spoiler alert, he doesn't die. Yeah. Um, but he looked very <laughs> he good did. at the end. He did. All right, so let's jump into it. The The movie starts off. Actually, if you want to watch it right now, it's on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. um, if you are so inclined. If you have a subscription. <laughs> if you have a subscription. <laughs> or you can borrow someone else's. <laughs> right. Um, but anyways, uh, the movie starts off with a voiceover um, of death and talking about dying. Um, so really setting the tone right away. Um, <laughs> that was the difference I felt like, right? Like the mm -hmm. book, you don't know right off the bat. No. Whereas in the movie, it was very clear right. that death was talking. Right. Which I don't know if that was intentional. Well, I think was. he makes it the beginning of the movie. He talks about how like a lot of people envision him with a sickle in mm. the robe or he's like, although that's kind of cool. Like that's not what I look <laughs> right. like. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it kind of gives it away pretty yeah, easily. That's true. Um, but we see a train going through the snow, um, looking like the Hogwarts express <laughs> It's beautiful. Not as exciting. No, but we see that Liesl is on the train with her mom and her little brother. Um, but unfortunately while they're on the train, you're hearing people coughing, everyone's sick. Um, and her brother actually dies on the train ride to wherever they're getting mm -hmm. we're it they spell it out pretty much in the book where they're headed right, right. away yeah um in the movie you're kind of like thinking there's going on a family vacation well i totally thought that especially considering what comes next i was like oh like did that decision happen because the kid died that's what, that's I, thought. what I thought so that's what i thought too so in the book though they tell us like the mom is on the way to drop off the two kids mm -hmm. to the new foster family because yeah. she can no longer take care right. of them but yeah in the in the movie we just see the, the little boy die. And then now we're at the funeral, yeah. um, which does happen before Lisa ends up going to the foster parents. Um, but while they're at the funeral, the grave digger actually drops a book, which ends up being like the grave diggers handbook. Mm -hmm. So that is her first book theft. Right. <laughs> so she picks it up um, and in the book. She actually ends up trying to like re dig up her brother. Yeah. And that's when she like notices the book. Mm -hmm. Thankfully the movie, it was just kind of like, right. just dropped it. <laughs> yeah. So we're now in Germany, 1938. And so, cause this is what makes it a little bit, cause when you give me a date, it makes me think that we're jumping forward right. or we're jumping backwards right. in time where this isn't really, there's no time jump. They should have done that like right at the beginning. So right. We, cause there's no time that passes between no. the funeral and her. Getting right. To where she's going. So because the next scene we get in the movie is Liesl's getting dropped off at her new family. The only reason, um, that I know that they didn't change the reasoning though, is because Rosa very quietly says, I thought there was gonna be two of them right. and she's mad because now they're only going to get one payment for one kid, Correct. you yeah. know, very, that's true. She does yeah. bring that up. So, um, but <laughs> she also thinks Liesl is a communist, which she is mm -hmm. evidently. Um, but we find out that Hans is very nice. He's very welcoming. Rosa's going to be the hard nut to crack. So, <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, we don't really get a whole lot of like explanation on, why these kids are being dropped off by their mom. Like there's nothing in the movie that it really, if you didn't read the book, you would just think the mom was so distraught that the boy died that, that she took him, yeah. took, took the daughter. Yeah. So, but in reality, I think the book just says like the mom can't afford them, which is understandable. And I guess you could have come to that conclusion on your own, but yeah, yeah like it, it was nice that the book that actually explained mm -hmm. it. Um, I think in the movie, do they say, cause so the foster dad, Hans mm -hmm. says like, this is heaven street. Do they actually say what it is in German in the movie? I can't, I couldn't remember. I couldn't, 
I don't know if they do at the very beginning, but yeah. at the end of the movie, they reference it being okay. called Heaven Street. Okay, yeah. So, so in the book, obviously, there's a lot of uh, German words that they use that mm-hmm. they actually describe and explain yeah. what it means. In the movie, I felt like that was kind of not the case like yeah. if they threw random words out there if it wasn't translated mm-hmm. you just kind of had to assume you knew what it was right um so himmel is the translation of heaven basically in german um another point to i guess this is no no better time than now to mention this but the uh hoovermans actually have kids yeah other kids other than Liesl mm-hmm. who's coming to stay with them they have hans jr um who goes off to war and then trudy who i think was just older and was like living on her own um Mm -hmm. and would come visit from time to time but they're very briefly mentioned there's there's not much to talk about but yeah um but we know we do know that hans plays the accordion it's very nice Uh, (laughs) very sweet um but right off the bat this actually takes i think a little bit of time in the book but rosa's like all right if you're gonna live here i need you to call me mama and call him papa Mm -hmm. um which i think it's just easier for her to try to explain to people i don't you know yeah and is. that's the thing that's why i was like it makes it seem in the movie that they've fully adopted her yeah whereas like in the book they're like we're fostering her mm-hmm. and i guess well and in in the book there's very much more of this like liesel thinking her mom's coming back right. to get her where we get yeah. it a little bit in the movie but not nearly as much as in the in the book no she's much more optimistic in the book right her mom's coming back um so now it's time for liesel to go to school and rudy comes over and we find out that rudy is a boy that lives on the same street as her they're like um, right next door neighbors I yeah think. and he wants to you know take her to school so, <laughs> so sweet so at school though I mean, this is a straight out Hitler elementary school. Yep. Like there's the swastikas, there's the Hitler, you know, pictures up. Like I'm sure this happened and it's just like crazy to like visually see it. Well, and it's, it's important to note they're in a city or in a town, very like Hitler um, supportive, right? Like it's like either you're supportive or you you don't or, live there or get out like yeah, yeah get out basically um so we find out that liesel you know she can't read she can't write the teacher asked her to come write her name on the board and she draws a swastika um it's a little different in the book and the movie how she's kind of like picked on the first day at school mm-hmm. um you know they the kids end up calling her was it dumb cough or something yeah. like it, at recess and like the first day of school she beats a kid up yeah i think it's it's a little bit into the book where she actually beats the kid up yeah i think something happens specifically that like triggers her um, yeah but yeah it's not for a while well and in the book they send her like down to the kindergartners to actually yeah, learn yeah to learn that's a good point they um, don't really mention that in the movie. no they like billy madison her you know like <laughs> they send him like back to third yeah. grade you know which makes sense like that's where you I learn mean, to read and write it, totally i remember when i first moved to canada like when mm-hmm. coming from iran and they put you in asl yes or esl yes it was technically with like the same age kids but realistically if i was older they probably would have still put me with those yeah. kids so i had learned how to speak english right like it's an important step yeah exactly <laughs> i would think you know writing and reading is important you'd think too, but yeah so. in the movie she stays with her class i guess um we now see that uh rudy is like running he he loves to run he's like racing in the street like he's just that kid um but yeah he ends up getting yelled at by his mom so we find out that you know that rudy is like the kid that He's running around the streets or whatever, and his parents don't so much like that. But he's a fierce spirit. I he love is. him. He's very much like, I love that, like, the second he saw Liesl, he's like, she's going to be my friend. Yes. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, so 
it's nighttime now and Papa ends up coming into um, Liesl's bedroom and he finds the gravedigger's handbook that she has stolen and he actually ends up helping her read. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what happens in the book. Um, it's like, it's more drawn out in the book of how long it takes her to figure out how to read. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but like the way that her, that Hans finds the book is she actually ends up accidentally wetting the bed. Mm-hmm. And when they're going to change the sheets, the, bo- the yeah. book falls out of the bed sheet. Basically. Yeah. He's like, what is this? She's like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, don't tell mama. <laughs> yeah. Everything she does. She's like, don't tell don't mama. Tell. Don't tell. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he's helping her read and he's like, okay, hey, we'll get through this or, or whatever. So, which is very, sweet um he actually in the book he ends up buying her like children's books for christmas mm-hmm. um but we don't get that in the movie yeah. at all which i thought was super sweet it was funny there's one scene because they buy her two books for christmas <laughs> they get to her birthday mm-hmm. and rosa tell Han- tells hans like we should have kept one for her birthday well, we yeah. should have given them both that's such a guy <laughs> thing <Christmas>. right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like here i bought both of these take them now <laughs> i do that with Aaliyah with ray's daughter all the time i'm like okay let's buy these we'll have one for her birthday one for christmas you're a smart shopper though <laughs> so <sighs> I just like shopping. So it's my excuse to buy things. Right. Um, so, but now we're at school, I guess. And there's this like creepy Hitler kids choir happening where all the kids are like dressed basically as Nazis and Mm -hmm. are like singing. Like, it's just, I'm going to keep saying this. It's just crazy to think that this actually happened. You know? Um, there's also a, um, so at one point, and I don't know, cause we don't really get this in the movie. Um, Rudy goes to like this, like Hitler youth, something like it's like an extra like boys camp thing that yeah i guess we kind of get towards you know the middle of the of the movie or whatever but that's not really talked about at all in the in the movie Uh -uh. like it is in the book so as these kids are like singing though we're seeing like nazis are attacking the local businesses of jewish families and so then we get a flash of a guy who we come to find out is max and he's there to see max and he gives him some papers to like basically get out of where he's from because where he's being, you know, where he's living is being attacked by, by Nazis, Mm -hmm. which it was so like abrupt in the movie. I'm like, wait, what? Like, that's not how that happened in the book. Well, and like what I mentioned earlier, right. A lot of the book, he drops little hints. So you got to get introduced to max right out the gate and then he he says like but we'll get to that right so like you kind of already know what these characters are about to a certain extent whereas the movie like he just gets thrown in so in the book he similarly to how we meet Mm -hmm. him eventually we still learn his backstory about like how his i think dad died then his mom Basically, like, I, I don't remember exactly how it was, but basically we actually get Max's backstory mm-hmm. in, in the book about how he yeah. came to be, where realistically it, it's the same, right? Like, they're getting attacked. He's Jewish, mm-hmm. so they need to get out. Um, and uh, I don't know. Does, do we want to talk about it now or when he actually shows up? We can talk about when he shows up, but he is, like, when in the movie he gets given these papers and he's just kind of in his house. In the In the book, he's, like, in hiding at his house when he gets these papers too. He's not just kind of out in the open, like the movie makes it seem. Well, and in the movie, it's very much like, it's like do or die, like now or never. Cause they're currently being attacked. And he basically like has this moment with his mom or whatever, where he says, see you later. Yeah. So we now see Papa is still teaching, um, Lisa how to read. Um, they finished the first book and he ends up taking her down to the basement where randomly he has like a chalkboard wall and has like, the ABCs up and ha- is going to have her write these. Things. It's, it's yeah. totally different than, than the book. Don't they like write on sandpaper? 
yeah, at it's, one point, it's, and like it's, he actually sketches out the picture forms of these words. So yeah, there's no like are. here's all the letters on the wall, like write words underneath them. That's not how it is in the book. I like that though. I liked it because. We, can, we don't really like, I mean, we see scenes of him painting, but we learn that Hans mm-hmm. is a painter. Like that's what yeah. he does as his profession. So like to see that he actually like took that and then like right. created this for Liesl was cute. So <laughs> we now see Rudy envisioning, envisioning himself as running in the Olympics as Jesse Owens, who, um, you know, was an Olympic, you know, athlete, a track runner during that time. He was African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually, you get it a little bit, more visually actually in the book really like they talk about how rudy like totally plasters himself with mud to make his skin look darker which he does in the in the movie a little bit um but somebody sees him running around like that and takes him home and of course he gets in trouble for for doing that in the book his dad's the one that finds him so like it's not awkward where like this other man is just like dragging him through the streets (laughs) of the town um but very similarly like he has a conversation with him and he's like you can't dress up as a black person right and like that's known to us now you for very different reasons, <laughs> right. obviously. But I think the main reason, like, his dad was trying to prove is, like, right now, if you're blonde and blue-eyed, like, that's, that's what, good for yes, you. Yes, that's what you, you want to do. You remain that way. Like, right. don't try to be something you're not. So, we now flash forward. Based, I mean, you got to think we're flashing forward because Lisa can now write. <laughs> like, she's... Well, it says April 1939. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have flashed So, I <laughs> <laughs> guess I missed that part. Um, but she was writing a letter to her mom. And then she ends up asking, um, you know, Hans to send it for her. So, cause she knows mama would not be okay with that. Um, they don't actually send it in the movie though. Do they? No. Okay. In the book, they send her very first one that she mm-hmm. writes. She does write a bunch of others, but she realizes like they're not going to continue right. to send them cause her mom's not responding. No. Um, we're now at what it looks like. It's like a Nazi pep rally. Mm-hmm. I don't know other way to describe I think it. They called it a parade. In the yeah. Movie, which, you know, um, And, you know, this does happen in the book, but, you know, we see that, you know, all of there's like a big bonfire going going on and there's books and there's papers or whatever. And we find out that the Nazis have asked everyone to bring in their non Nazi literature, basically anything that hasn't, you know, goes against what the Nazis believe Mm -hmm. in. They want them to come and burn all of it. So it's not anywhere in the world anymore. Yeah. Uh, just the act of burning books. Absolutely. I mean, just awful. Ugh, terrible. <laughs> so, you know, after everything is done or whatever, and we do get, so sorry. So while like the mayor of the town is speaking, Liesl's standing there and he makes, he makes mention of the communists and how they're like bad people and all this mm-hmm. or whatever. And Liesl's like, wait a second, technically that's me. Right. That's so what you, she's been hearing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of get this like, you know, she has this light bulb moment, basically. And so after everyone's cleared out, the bonfire is dying down. Um, Liesl walks by and she ends up grabbing one of the books that's not totally burned. Um, mainly because I think she just wants another book to read. Yeah, she's <laughs> done with whatever. the Great Digger's Handbook. <laughs> um, but we do see that a woman has seen her mm-hmm. take that. And we don't know exactly who this woman is at the time. Um, but as she's walking home uh, with Papa, the book is like burning her. Yeah. So she ends up telling him like, you know here you know this is what i did or whatever and he's like okay we'll read it but like you can't let anybody know that you have this in the book she actually does know who it is um because we'll talk about it later when she runs into this lady again but in the book she very much like knows who it is and the fact that it's a problem that 
who she is. is right. Who she is, <laughs> yeah. Um, so at this point in the movie, though, Liesl does, you know, kind of put two and two together that her mom is not coming back. Um, so, you know, she's going through that a little bit. But in the meantime, Max shows up. So Max ends up showing up to the Huberman's house and we end up finding out that Papa actually uh, fought in the war with Max's dad. And again, we get a lot more of this in the, in the, in the book. Um, but like Mac or Papa actually, or he was saved by Max's dad, basically. Yeah. Um, I can't was, remember exactly yeah, why. So they both were in the same like platoon or whatever. And um, one of the like main guards asks, you know, for someone to volunteer to do a specific thing. Mm -hmm. And they all, nobody wanted to volunteer because most of the things that they'd been asked to do were kind of like crummy. Um, but for whatever reason, Max's dad really thought that this would be like a mm -hmm. good thing. So he actually volunteers Hans for this. I think it was like, oh, it was like write writing the, or yeah, something. Write yeah. Write the guards like letters mm -hmm. or whatever. So she, he actually um, keeps him from having to go to yeah. whatever their next mission mm -hmm. was or whatever that in his entire team gets um uh killed yeah and he's the only survivor because he stayed back so yeah. he knows or he he believes that he owes his life to max's dad yeah um, and so yeah because hans then like dedicates himself he's like if max's family you know max or the family needs anything yeah. he will always be there for yeah. them so they took him up on that promise <laughs> yes they did <laughs> so max Tenfold. is now max is now with the hoovermans to you know quote basically hide from the nazis yeah he comes um, in a little bit later i feel like in the book yeah he's like, it's like halfway through the book yeah. Before he but again, there. like I said, we've we've heard of Max throughout mm -hmm. the book. We just he hasn't arrived yet. Yeah, um, I feel like the movie kind of speeds that up. So obviously, Lisa like can't tell anybody that he's there because the families can get in major trouble. They can be killed for something like this. Um, but they but Lisa does start to talk to Max. She gets to know him a little bit more. Um, so again, more detail in the book. But so Mama has has a like a dry cleaning business basically mm -hmm. where she does everybody's laundry and yep. then delivers it back to them um at one point she asked liesel to go and like deliver this laundry and one day she ends up at the mayor's house mm -hmm. and when she gets there <laughs> the wife just kind of like lets, let, her, lets in. her in yeah. but we come to find out that the woman who saw her take that book at the bonfire is the mayor's wife yes which can be very problematic oh absolutely and that's what i was referring to so in the book she knows who that lady is mm -hmm. and when her mom like asks her to deliver the, their clothes like she's really scared because she yeah. already knows like i'm gonna see this lady is she going to be like um is she going to give me away or yeah. is she just going to kind of pretend like she didn't see me right which she ends up pretending yeah basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah she invites her into like her beautiful library which evidently isn't big enough for rosha but i thought it was beautiful <laughs> um but we come to find out that um england has now declared war um and we see kids like cheering in the streets and one of like the eerie things about this this story is how i don't want to i'll use the word naive mm. that these kids are oh yeah like any, I mean, all kids are naive, but it's just like so naive to something so horrible mm -hmm. and thinking that it's a good thing. But again, we've how many times have me and you specifically talked about this? Mm -hmm. You're like kids are at the mercy of their environment. Yeah. And, you know, if the parents parenting. are. Yeah. Bad parent. <laughs> well, in this case, like they had yeah. no choice, basically. But yeah, well, they did. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, their environment, what's going on, what their parents are telling them to do. 
Yeah. I would think that I'd probably be in that same boat. I wouldn't yeah. know any better. Yeah, exactly. Um, we now see Rudy uh, during a track race and he wins and the kids are like kicking him in the dirt one because he won. And two, I think they still are, you know, it's gotten word mm-hmm. out about him, you know, trying to be like Jesse Owens or whatnot. Yeah. This, the friends kid in the movie who like beats up on them mm-hmm. and like, it's just mean. Yeah. He's, I think he's like a, one of the like leaders in the little youth group that he was mm-hmm. part of. I don't know that oh. he was like, he seemed like he was a, in a little bit of like a higher ranking yeah. status than he is portrayed in the movie. Yeah, you don't really get much um, of him in the movie. No. And another thing I wanted to mention, cause it, there's, it's really not talked about at all in the movie. Um, at one point Hans or Hans, Hans, no, uh, Rudy and Liesl start mm-hmm. stealing things, yeah. start stealing like apples and potatoes and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that they can either eat it or like trade it for other things for candy. Um, for candy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because obviously, uh, but like that's not talked about no. at all. Really, like the movie's focus is strictly on Liesl being the thief and only stealing. Books. Yeah, there's kind of like this overall and overarching um, theme in the in the book about kind of how everyone's struggling in one way or the other. Yeah. You know, like especially Mama with her laundry business is losing business constantly. That's not touched on a whole lot in the movie. Yeah. The kids stealing th- stuff because they're not, they don't give, aren't given a lot of things. Like yeah. you just don't see, they don't focus on that in the movie as much. Yeah. Specifically to, to your point about Mama, like what we kind of find out in the book is that basically Hans and Mama haven't committed to the mm. cause essentially like to being yeah. part of Hitler's party. Um, and the neighborhood has like recognized that and started noticing that. So like more and more yeah. people just because they have to save themselves basically and save face have stopped using her services because mm-hmm. they're not technically part right. of the party. So we now find out that Lisa, when she's delivering the laundry to the mayor's um, house, she stays there and, you know, reads with the mayor's wife. She just kind of lets her stay mm-hmm. there and read through the books. But we also find out that the mayor's what or the mayor's son has died in war. Like Lisa sees a picture and asks yeah. about it. So, um, which again, we get more detail in the, in the book, but it's just kind of brushed over in the, yeah. in the movie. Well, uh, a lot, of, sorry to cut you off. Okay. Like a lot of in the, or in the book, we get a lot of, um, Liesl still struggling with the fact that her brother is dead and like Mm -hmm. they go back to it quite a few times she sees him or envisions him a few times in the book I feel like in the movie it was like okay he's dead like let's not she has like one picture of him and that's it right (laughs) so Max is like clearly not doing okay like he comes to them pretty healthy but like just being in kind of a hidden environment Mm -hmm. where he's not getting a lot of anything um is really kind of starting to take a toll on him he's still in bed he has bed sores um so they actually end up moving him downstairs because they know if like someone comes they're not going to have time to hide him anywhere um so he moves into the basement he moves into the basement and it's kind of this cute moment where him and Liesl have where he's like can you just tell me about the weather Mm -hmm. and he's trying to get her to use like very descriptive words and it's just kind of this relationship they end up having um, which ends up being really sweet. Yeah. In the, I think in the movie, he's very much like night and day all the time. He's in mm-hmm. the basement in the book. Eventually they like feel like it's safe enough that at, during mm-hmm. the nights he's allowed to come like up to like yeah. the main level, which I think is how hel- like helps because, well, yeah. you know, imagine being in a, you know, one room for the majority of your no, days. You. Like that would be awful. No, thank you. So the one day when Liesl is at the mayor's house, um, he actually ends up coming home early or just coming home and he ends up getting, she ends up getting caught in the library mm-hmm. and he ends up kicking her out. 
and they end up firing, you know, mama as their laundry service, which is really sad because she's like, now we can only have two meals a day. Yeah. I'm like, oh, rough. <laughs> also, can we talk about the what they what the word is for mayor um, in German? <laughs> Burgermeister. Burgermeister. <laughs> I'm like that sounds amazing. That sounds like that should be everything. That, that, that sounds like he's really good at making burgers. More people would run for mayor if that's what we called it here. Burgermeister <laughs> for sure. Um, in this specific scene where um, the mayor kind of you know sends her off mm-hmm. and whatever, uh, Liesel actually in the book goes back and like mm-hmm. yells at the mayor's wife and mm-hmm. basically is like like how dare you you know like you um, you you brought me into your house under false pretenses mm-hmm. like blah 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 all this stuff but she's not as um stronger i guess no. as brave in the movie <laughs> um we now see rudy's father has left for the war um which is really sad which is a lot of the dads are doing during this time um and we see liesel brings max a paper and it's basically the world is just like turning mad mm-hmm. like it's not a good place um liesel and papa end up deciding to bring um snow into the basement um so they can have a snowball fight and it. it is so fun and they build like a snowman because it's christmas and they're like this is the best christmas ever and max yeah. is like it's my first christmas because <laughs> he's a jew yeah I love it. <laughs> that's probably my favorite part of the whole story so which is very sweet um, but for Christmas, Max ends up giving Liesel a journal to write in. And she's like, this is a book with no words in it. And he's like, no, like you need to write your own words. <laughs> in the book, he actually gives her his book. So mm-hmm. during his time, like in the basement and stuff, he starts writing his story. And then also like his, like when he came and like yeah. learning about Liesel and stuff. So he actually gives her a book of his writing. Yeah. Um, she doesn't get the notebook where she writes her story mm-hmm. until much later. And it's actually from the mayor's wife mm. who gives it to her, not Max. So unfortunately the snowman melts. Um, <laughs> and supposedly somehow that made Max sick. <laughs> like, I guess it just got cold. Like I'm like, Max just move. Well, like, no, yeah, it was really cold. In the basement. Yeah. He's, I so. think he starts getting hypothermia, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's just freezing yeah. and the snowman isn't helping the situation. Um, but anyway, not the best late plan. No, but. it's all right. They had fun, though. Uh, but he, uh, Liesel ends up reading him um, The Invisible Man, which is, I'm like, you are an advanced reader now, my friend. How did, I don't know if that's hard for me to read. Listen, Hans is a really good teacher. Evidently. <laughs> so <laughs> Liesel ends up sneaking into the mayor's house to steal a book, and Rudy ends up like confronting her about it and then finds her journal um with max's name on it and he's like who is max and like your boyfriend (laughs) yeah like in the book we kind of get more of like the childhood crush between those Mm. two we don't really get it a whole lot in the movie he just keeps asking her if he'll she'll kiss him yeah keeps saying no so and then like any you know eight or what ten year old maybe they are um she he figures or he figures it out like that she's hiding a secret and then she ends up basically telling him that you know they're hiding someone in their house which yeah. is like the one thing she's not supposed to tell yeah. but well and in the book she actually doesn't tell Rudy until way mm-hmm. later like she actually yeah. does end up keeping the secret until after Max is yeah. gone well and then of course while they're kind of, while she's telling him this um the bully from school Franz Franz, Franz yeah. he kind of shows up confronts both of them grabs the journal and like throws it in off the off the bridge that they're on and into the river and he's like I don't know what you guys are doing but I'm going to report you and I was like about what just what are you gonna say for being suspicious just existing so rudy ends up going into the river to try to find the journal because he loves her rudy's the mvp man so but now we see that there's nazis in, on their street and they're starting to check basements so 
they're like scrambling trying to get max hidden but max is like basically incapacitated like he's not even conscious at this point so they end up hiding him under the nazi flag in their basement that should be outside their house (laughs) but luckily the guy who was like coming to like search their basement was kind of a friend of hans at one point so they kind of they they end up getting away with it thorough searches someone else probably would have so but they're very concerned at this point that max is not gonna make it um but the next day rosa ends up showing up to liesel's school and we think oh god she's coming to tell her that max died um and she's like pretending to like yell at her or whatever (laughs) but she's actually there to tell liesel that max woke up and that he's gonna be okay and it's this like very humanizing moment for rosa and liesel together and it's very sweet a lot yeah it's it's interesting it's funny because in the book Liesel's actually the one that tells kind of gives her the idea of how to do it like a, yeah. a couple of weeks before she's like doesn't matter like where I am or what I'm doing like if he wakes up like you have to tell me yeah even if you have to come to class and like yell at me and pretend mm-hmm. just do it yeah and when she does she tells her she's like you're the one that gave me the idea yeah, so which is not mentioned in the <laughs> no. in the movie at all so the next scene we get though is crazy again crazy to think that this happened the air raid alarms go mm-hmm. off um, because during this time people were just bombing people for no, for no rhyme or reason. Right. So the air raid alarms are going off. People end up, you know, running for cover. And I think they go, they all go to like what the church or something. Yeah. So basically any of the houses that don't have a good enough basement for to like cover mm-hmm. against air raids, go to a, like the church, like you said, um, to kind of take cover, Yeah, which is a, a, quite a few of the families, like yeah. Hazel's family, Rudy's family, and like a bunch of other people. Right. So, but Max ends up staying in the house because obviously he can't come out and go right. hide with them. Um, but it's kind of this cool moment, not cool. Oh God, I hate saying that, but Max comes out of the house and into the street because nobody is there. Yeah. And he's just like, Oh my God, I'm outside for the first time yeah. in forever. He like looks and sees It's like, stars. he doesn't care. There could be bombs coming down and he doesn't care. I know. So like the next day, I think, or a couple days later, there's a business owner that's being, you know, harassed by a Nazi and it's one of Hans's friends and he's just kind of like begging for help. And Hans ends up actually standing up for him and which then unfortunately gets him in quite a bit of trouble um, because they end up like pushing him down to the ground and like asking him his name and Mm -hmm. he tells them who he is and immediately he's like, I made a really bad decision. Yeah. So he knows that nothing good is going to come from that. And they're, they're going to come for him. So at this point, Max is like, I'm going to leave because this isn't safe for any of us right now, especially if you're on their list right, right. now, no. like they're going to come. They're going to be watching. Yeah. In the book, the scene, um, you know, it's actually not someone he knows, but it's just some, um, cause I guess, at random times they would walk the Jews down mm-hmm. the street and he actually Hans actually offers one of the Jews a piece of bread, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the soldiers end up actually whipping Hans. Mm-hmm. So we don't get that in the no, movie. He Obviously, just gets pushed, he just down. pushed <laughs> down, but yeah, he actually gets whipped in the, in the book, um, which is, you know, it's, it's graphic and it's, it's awful because for all intents and purposes, Hans is what you're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Like they, wouldn't be looking at him for any other reason, but because he has, you know, such a kind heart and he wants to be helpful, Mm -hmm. he ends up, like you said, making a huge mistake and getting their eyes on him now Mm -hmm. and his family. So the next, again, maybe the next day or so they're expecting (laughs) someone's going to show up to their house to get, and Hans is going to be in trouble. So an officer actually shows up to the Huberman house 
But he's actually at the wrong house because he's looking for Rudy, who is mm-hmm. next door. And we find out that Rudy has been selected for an elite training group um, for the Nazis. And he's going to summer camp to become a Nazi. And yep. I'm like, oh, my God, this kid is just a baby. Yep. You know, and so sad that that actually happened. Um, but after that happens, Hans ends up getting a letter and it basically is telling them that he now has to go to war. So like you said earlier in the book, there's this kind of recurring theme about how Hans didn't join the Nazi party. Yeah. Um, it's mentioned a couple times in the book or in the movie, but not as much as in the book, but now it's like, now he has no choice. He has to go fight. Yeah. He's basically being forcibly in, uh, enlisted yeah. in the army. So Rudy ends up running away or trying to trying. run away, <laughs> which I don't blame him. Right. Yeah. And Lisa ends up, you know, catching up with him. She talks him out of it. <laughs> they like yell out their feelings at the lake, which is a great idea. And then they both decide to just go home. They're like, yeah, we should probably go home. <laughs> um, but we find out that the bombings are coming more frequently now. And like, and, you know, they're down in this shelter again. And we see Liesl, like, trying to comfort everyone by telling them a story. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, she's come so far when she couldn't even, like, read a book. Now she's, like, reciting stories yeah. to people. I really like this because we didn't talk about this. But at the at a different air airstrike, um, uh, Hans actually plays his accordion. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, Hans is already off to war. So she mm-hmm. feels like there's a emptiness, yes. a, a thing that his her papa was doing, and now it's, it's no longer there. So that's kind of what pushes her to kind of get out of her mm-hmm. comfort, comfort zone and actually tell the story. Because the whole point her dad was doing was to distract people. Right. And that's kind of what she wants to do, right? Is like the, they hear these loud, loud noises, but she wants to distract them so they don't think about it, which right. I thought was so sweet. So... Papa is in the war. His truck actually ends up getting like not blown up, but like blown over basically. Um, so, and he ends up kind of getting hurt from that. Um, you know, and all the guys on there are like calling him old man or whatever. He's like, I don't want to be here. And then they get blown over basically. Um, we then see a group of Jews being walked through the streets, um, of the town. And Liesl comes running out looking for Max because she thinks for some reason Max is going to be there. I'm also like, not the best strategy. No. Like, what are we doing here? Right. Um, but then we see that Papa actually ends up coming home because he was injured in that, in that bombing. And this is where Liesl decides that she wants to start writing her story about yep. all of this. Um, and then we kind of get a voiceover of death and he starts speaking about the people in the town and how he's touched them all, how he's touched Hans and Rosa and all these people. And, and you don't realize what's happening until he's almost done speaking. You're like, Oh my God, he's talking about they all died. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, because we end up finding out that of course, the one time the, the air raid alarms don't go off, their they street get actually gets bombed and there was yeah. no warning. Yeah. And they do. He does mention in the voiceover that it was an accidental bombing, I guess the misread on a map. Sure. Take it for what it is. Um, and that, that, you know, they weren't supposed to be bombed, but which would explain why mm. they wouldn't get in, get the right. thing. But yeah, such a eerie. Oh, such moment. an eerie scene. Like I'm getting goosebumps. I, I, when I was sitting, when I was talking about it, I had goosebumps yeah. because we actually don't see the bombing. We don't see any of that happen. We just kind of see the aftermath of mm-hmm. it. And we end up finding out that Liesl survived, um, some you know army guys end up finding her ironically enough because she was in the basement which that soldier said that their basement wasn't a good place to mm-hmm. hide in the case of, yeah. a, of a bombing so 
because she was in the basement. That was the only reason she yeah. survived. But she ends up seeing Mama and Papa's bodies just in the street. N- very much intact. I don't know. If, I mean, sh- maybe visually that that's just the way they... I yeah. was like, there's no way they look that peaceful after being bombed. Who knows? That, yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, unless you were, like, extremely close to where the bomb mm-hmm. goes off, I don't actually know yeah. how that works. And but. sadly, she ends up seeing Rudy. Um, and Rudy is still alive when she makes it Ugh. over to him. But of course, not of course, but unfortunately he ends up dying basically in her arms and then she kisses him and it's just so sad. It is. It's really sad. But so then the next thing we get, we see that the mayor or the burgermeister has showed up with his (laughs) wife and the wife comes out and she hugs Liesl. Um, And I mean, we're come to believe that they then take her in. They don't mention that at all in the book yeah like I, that's what i that's what insinuated I, too based yeah. off of that but like it's not really talked about like where how mm. liesel ends up where she ends right. up yeah because now we just fast we flash forward two years and the war is over and max returns and we see liesel in a very like not formal but like rich looking outfit yeah and so it makes you come to believe that that's where she yeah. ended up. And she up. actually is working in Rudy's father. Because so, Rudy's father comes back from the war. He actually survives. Unfortunately, his whole family, you know, yeah. is dead. Um, but she works in his, I think he has a print shop or a mm-hmm. something. And that's where he, that's where Max Which we Max don't get in. any of that in the, in the, in the movie. Really? Yeah, we do. That's where he. That's where she but is. But not like he, an explanation no, 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 of no, it. Yeah, we don't get any sort of explanation right. about that. Yeah. Um, but then the movie ends basically with kind of the story of how Lisa lived and how she ended up, you know, death ended up touching her after, you know, 90, 90 years. years. Yeah. And she kept Papa's accordion mm-hmm. and I look at this like display case and she lived a long, happy life. She was good friends with Max yeah. forever. She had a husband, she had kids and, you know, she died peacefully and Which that's is, how, yeah. What, and it's crazy. You know, it's so nice to hear that she lived that long, happy life after such a tragedy, tragedy, but, yeah. um, and I'm, I appreciate that. That's what we got yeah. at the end of such a sad story. Um, because you know, like I it, personally, I like when, um, we're told a little bit more of kind of like where people end yeah. up. But I think in this case, like they did a good job of just kind of saying like, she was, yeah. Good. Like, her life was good yeah. after all of the, like, you know, terrible mm-hmm. things that happened to right. her. So, but that's how it ends. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I loved, like I mentioned in, earlier in the book, is, like, how how the narrator, Death, kept, like, mentioning, like, you know, I met Hans Huberman mm-hmm. three times. Right. He, you know, he got away from me the first two mm-hmm. times. I got him, you know, the, yeah. the second time or the third time or whatever. Or, like, I, I met Liesl but mm-hmm. I didn't know it was her or something yeah. like very yeah. much like describing like, you know, how close you how, are to death so many times exactly, in your life. Exactly. And like how, when it's your time to go, it's your time mm-hmm. to go. Like it, again, yeah, it's, chills. it's, like, like yeah. it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but such a unique story and such yeah. a, it, obviously like we know the story of world war two and we know like the Holocaust and things like that, yeah. but like, getting this kind of a perspective on it yeah. was really interesting yes, in my opinion. Very much so. So I would definitely say the movie stay true to the book. For sure. Yeah. Um, a few things here and there. Yeah. Um, but are you going book or movie? I got to go book. Um, I thought the book was way more descriptive. Mm-hmm. We get a lot more, like we said, backstory yeah. and just 
um, understanding of like the times and what was going on and just the way that the narration happens in the book. And if you've ever, if you ever want to read the book, the book itself is nice to read, but the audio book I I enjoyed a lot as well. Um, So I would recommend the audio book. What are you, what are you picking? I'm going to go with book. I do think it's a little long. Mm -hmm. It is. But, that's, but, the, that's why I got ducked. Yeah. Point for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, they delve way more into like, she, she steals a lot more books in the book. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, since it's the name of the freaking book, you right. thought it would be more incorporated in the movie. Oh, but I we guess didn't even not. talk about that. Like she, in the book, she steals them and keeps the book. Yeah. Whereas I think in the movie, she like returns them every time she yeah. goes back. And at one point, the mayor's wife even mentions in the book, like, I hope you're keeping them and you're putting them to mm-hmm. good use. And I also forgot to mention the mayor's wife actually gives her a dictionary at one point and says like for all those books that you're stealing, yeah. now you can like look up the words that you're, yeah. you're reading. So I did think that the theme of it kind of got lost a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah. but yeah, agree. I'm, I'm still going books. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the movie girls. You can also email us at the at gmail.com. Um, like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. If you want to sign up, just go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls. What are we doing next week? Uh, we are doing House of Gucci. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a book. I didn't um, know it was a book. Very the, recently did I learn that. Yeah. Um, I love that at Barnes and Noble, they literally have a whole table of books that have become movies, right? Yes. Um, you could probably find a lot of the uh, ones that we've covered on that yes. table. Probably. But this movie, um, I, I haven't seen it. I have. I had high hopes for it, but I've heard it's not very good. Oh, no. But it has Lady Gaga on it and Adam Driver. And this I isn't, Oh, Adam Driver's in this? Yeah. Blech. You don't like Adam Driver? No. But anyways, I, I, Ray got so annoyed with me because the whole pre... Like, all the previews and, like, the commercials for the movie yeah. is, like, Lady Gaga going, Father, Son, and House of Gucci. And I would just walk around the house saying, Father, Son, and House of Gucci. <laughs> I don't know why, but... Oh, um, but, yes, yeah, so I'm excited to finally watch it. Um, yeah, the, I'm, so. I, yeah, I mean, I had no intention of ever reading this book, but here we are. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> We're here. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.